Good evening. Uh, as you all know, we are in a new series. Uh, it's entitled Greater Works in Our Finances. So tonight, this is part two. Hopefully, I hope everybody had listened to part one already because the part one is very important for this entire series. Part one is the foundational teaching. So if you've not yet listened to it, I would really highly encourage you to listen to part one. So tonight's title is, uh, you can write this down, Covenant of Prosperity. Covenant of Prosperity. Our topic tonight, and in fact, the whole series is very relevant and applicable today you know, because of the times that we live in. Right now, the whole world is actually experiencing a financial crisis. So <clears throat> I know of many people who have lost their jobs here in the Philippines, and actually, there are, some of them are even having a hard time finding a stable new job at this time. But even if, no, even if this is happening in the world, um, there holds a financial breakthrough and financial miracles for the people of God this year. Why? Because we have a covenant with God in the blood of Jesus Christ. And like I said before, God has a special message you know, that he has given for our church. So that's not only for our church, it's for our partners, it's for our friends. And the message is, the prophetic message is 2022 is the year of greater works. Greater works in the kingdom of God and greater works in our finances. So when it comes to our financial lives this year, God wants to do new things and great things that we've never experienced before, okay? So we're studying scriptures tonight and for many weeks because we want to know God's financial plan for our lives. So if you're ready, okay, I want you to, Read with me, look at the Bible, and read with me the verses. So we'll start with Galatians 3.29. Galatians 3.29. Okay, I will read in the New King James Version. <clears throat> if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. It's saying, since we belong to Jesus Christ, we've already made him our Lord. This is now who we are in him. According to the verse, we are Abraham's seed. That's one. And we are heirs. Okay. So this is talking about not your natural lineage. It's talking about your supernatural lineage, okay? So what does that mean? I will read it in another version. In the New Living Translation, it says, and now that you belong to Christ, 
you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Okay, so what is it saying? Because you belong to Jesus Christ, all of us, part and we're part of this big spiritual family of God. And Abraham is our forefather. So even if we're not Jews, spiritually, no, because we belong to the family of God, we are, or you are, a true child of Abraham. You are a true descendant of Abraham. I hope that sinks in tonight, no? Even if you're not a Jew. Because of Jesus Christ, therefore, whatever God promised to Abraham long time ago, is you are now an heir of that promise given to Abraham. So you have an inheritance. Okay? So what is that promise? That promise, we will study later, is called the blessing. Just write that down. It's called the blessing or covenant of blessing. And we will study it later on. Now, in the natural, what's the usual attitude of people uh, towards an inheritance? And maybe I can ask Agnes about that. Agnes. <laughs> because she just inherited something, okay? What's the usual reaction or attitude towards an inheritance? Joyful, grateful. Joyful undeserved and grateful. grace. And again? Undeserved blessing. Grace. Talaga? Oh, wow. Lalo na if it's a big inheritance, correct? You really, uh, you really feel that. Eh? So, so uh, you feel grateful, you're joyful, you're excited. You have received such a blessing in your life. And because it's such a blessing, you treat it very special. Am I correct? Now, if that is the case in the natural, how much more if you've gotten something from God, which is far greater than you've ever had before, okay? Far greater than any human being can ever give it to you. So, tonight, no, I want you to look at yourself as an heir. You are an heir of God. You are a co-heir of Jesus Christ. And we will not only, you know, we don't only study an inheritance. When you have a real inheritance, you want to get it. Right? Because that belongs to you. So, and the way we get a spiritual inheritance from God, we only get it one way. We get it by faith. Okay? By faith. So I want you to get excited tonight and to treat your inheritance very special and hopefully you'll get, you know, uh, be grateful and joyful like Agnes, no? As we study this, because this is really yours and be ready tonight to release your faith, okay? To release your faith. So let's understand more about this promise, okay? 
Let's go to Hebrews 6, chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6, 13 to 14 and 17 to 18. Okay. <clears throat> I'll read it 13, verse 13. For one, for when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. Okay. Did you hear that? <clears throat> this is the promise he made to Abraham. When he did that, he said he, he swore. What does that mean? God made this promise with an oath. He swore it in blood. Okay. So that means this promise to Abraham is actually a covenant. So don't forget that. It's a covenant in blood. Your inheritance that you uh, received from Abraham, or from God, okay, through Abraham, your inheritance is a covenant with God in blood. That's your inheritance. It's a covenant with God. So what's the inheritance? This is in verse 14. This is the summary, verse 14, saying, surely blessing, I will bless you and multiplying, I will multiply you. <clears throat> Sometimes that's hard to understand. I will read it in another version saying, I will abundantly bless you and I will abundantly multiply you. In other words, it's a covenant promise of blessing okay it's a covenant of blessing now why did god made it a covenant okay look at verse 17 and 18 why did he make it a covenant 17 thus god determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath. Okay, what, what is it saying? He made the promise he gave to Abraham a covenant. Why? Because he wanted to demonstrate to the heirs. Who are the heirs? Who are the heirs? Us. Us. Okay, he had us in mind, all right? He made it a covenant to demonstrate to us the heirs that he will never, ever, ever change his mind. Okay? Immutability of his counsel. You know, ibig sabihin nun, no? Ibig sabihin, the covenant guarantees that the promises made in, that is included in the covenant is yours forever. Okay, that's yours. And God is ready in our day, hallelujah, to fulfill his part of the covenant. And what's the part of the covenant that he will fulfill? He will bless you abundantly. Okay, he will bless you abundantly. So, Agnes, the one that you got, 
there's go there's going to be abundance that will come after that okay <laughs> so when you say uh, abundantly so that's not only for agnes no but that's uh she can she can relate to that because she just inherited something no but i want you to imagine that the, that the inheritance you have in christ is an abundant blessing okay because it's a blessing covenant now why is it immutable verse 18 it says is that by Two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. So it's this is covenant talk, okay? This refers to the two covenant elements under the new covenant. What are the two covenant elements in the new covenant? So it's talking about these two immutable things that it's talking about that ratified and forever established the covenant that God made with Abraham, okay, is under the new covenant is the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. Okay? Exciting yon, all right? So the blessing, the blessing of Abraham which you inherited is actually unbreakable covenant. Cannot be changed by any circumstance, by any man. Satan cannot even change it. Hallelujah. Let him hear this. Amen. No? The, the demons of hell cannot change the covenant we have with God because the blood was shed and the body was wounded for all of us. Amen. So that means, no? That means, hallelujah. Oh, I'm getting excited with this. That means... The covenant promise, which is your inheritance, now belongs to you forever. Okay? And you can enjoy it starting today. If you've not recognized it before, okay? Actually, it's been happening. But now you will recognize it because we're going to study it, all right? So, but you can now enjoy it the more today. Now, where do you find the covenant promise God made to Abraham? Where do you find it? Genesis 12, 1 to 3. And because this is your inheritance, I want you to put your name on it. Imagine God is talking to you. Okay? So, Genesis 12, 1 to 3. Personalize it. This is God's inheritance for you. Now the Lord had said to Abraham, or said to Agnes, or said to Hanukkah, said to Aiki, said to me, get out of your country from your fam family and your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will tell you what it means some other time, what that means, okay? Verse 2. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. Who is he talking to? Who is the you? Say me. That's me. Okay. That's you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your That's name. That's us. 
That's us. Hallelujah. And make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. <laughs> you don't yeah. even need to be afraid of your enemies. I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. That's your inheritance. Okay? If you need to highlight that part of the part of your Bible, highlight it, underline it. Or write it again, put it somewhere else that you can always read it every day of your life. Okay? Treat it very special because God gave that to you, paid by the blood of Jesus Christ. Don't ever forget that. And I want to read specifically verse 2. I will read it in another version. And I will make you a great nation and I will bless you abundantly. And make your name great, exalted. Wow. Exalted, wow. distinguished, and you shall be a blessing, a source of great good to others. Wow. Another version. Wow. And I will make you a great nation. I will bless you with abundant increase of favors. I love that. <laughs> yes. All right. And, then, <laughs> and make your name famous. And distinguished, mm -hmm. hallelujah. And you will be a blessing, dispensing good to others. Okay? So the promise, the promise, the covenant is filled with abundance, increase, multiplication, favors, filled with spiritual promotions of all kinds, okay? To the point, not only will your needs be met, but you will become a mighty instrument of good to others. Okay? So this is called the covenant of blessing. The blessing means, the blessing means heavenly empowerment. Don't forget that. The blessing means heavenly empowerment to prosper, succeed, and excel. Write that down. That's yours. Okay? Heavenly empowerment. Heavenly empowerment to prosper, succeed, and excel. I'll say it in another way. God made a covenant with us to give us power to prosper, succeed, and excel. Even in the most difficult situations, even in a financial crisis or a pandemic, this covenant is still in play. It's still working. Amen. Nothing can stop this covenant from Amen. working in your life. Yeah. And, yes. and when we do prosper and succeed and excel, it's so important to remember it is by God's power we did it. Yeah. That's so important. Okay, that's so important. Because this will keep you humble. Yeah. No? It will keep your feet on the ground while God is exalting you. Okay? It will keep you humble and, and grateful. 
and joyful. And the result of that, you'll be much, much more closer to God. Okay. Amen. We can also say, no, we can also learn from this that prosperity is a covenant with God because prosperity is part of the blessing. Okay. And because it's established by the blood of Jesus Christ, the covenant of prosperity is unfailing and trustworthy. That means our prosperity in God is not dependent on any man, on any government, or situation on the earth. But it's highly dependent on your faith and your mm. dependence on the covenant you have with God. Okay? As long as you stay in faith, this covenant will be in operation. Go the other way, full of pride, the covenant will not work for you. Okay? Huh? Because this is connected to God. This is you and God together. This is Him blessing you by His powerful anointing. Power. We're talking about, you know, you know the word anointing, right? Yeah. The blessing is the anointing. See? So it's giving us this anointing for success, for prosperity, for excellence. Okay? For uh, prosper, succeed, and excel. Yeah, for excellence. So the blessing, I want you to understand, no? the blessing is different from a blessing. The blessing is the power of God on you. And the blessing of the Lord includes all kinds of blessings. Okay? So one of the blessings of the covenant is prosperity. So prosperity is a blessing. Prosperity is a covenant. Prosperity is God's promise to us. Now I realize, I know, that there is much controversy regarding prosperity, okay? But that's happening because, uh, I will not, uh, this is not a judgment, okay? <laughs> it's happening because of the ignorance of God's word, okay? Because God said, no, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Okay? Lack of knowledge. So, and we need this power. We need this blessing on this earth. Why? Because we live in a cursed world. It has been cursed since the day Adam fell. And if we don't have the blessing of the Lord, we will live in the curse. But praise God, Christ redeemed us from the curse so that the blessing of Abraham might fall upon our lives. Okay? So we need this so we can live in this world. Okay? And become a blessing. So, and we also, and we've got to remember, no? Uh, <clears throat> the reason why there's also so much controversy because we, we really have an enemy. He's very real. Okay? He's even if you don't see him, you see his works all around us. Okay, you see it. You know? 
And we have an enemy who fights against your inherited prosperity. He will fight you with it. He doesn't want you happy. He doesn't want you peaceful. Okay. He wants you to struggle in this life, be poor, in need, lacking, lonely, depressed. That's what he wants. He cannot stop you from going to heaven, but he thinks he can stop you from enjoying your life here on earth. Okay. So he fights. He fights your inheritance. He doesn't want you to enjoy it and to walk in it. That's why, don't be, uh, don't be um, confused if there is so much controversy even in the body of Christ okay, about this message of prosperity because Satan doesn't want us prospering. Okay, So let's look at the New Testament. Just to confirm this, look at 3 John chapter uh, 3 John 2. The reason why I want you to read with me, because that's what the Bible said in Proverbs 4. In Proverbs 4, it says, Do not let the words of God depart from your eyes. So even if the Bible is familiar to you, there is something powerful happening when you're reading it, when you're listening to it, when you're opening your heart to it. The power of the God's word will change your life. Okay, so let's read now 3 John 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. I want you to notice this. No? There are three kinds of prosperity. Three. One is outward. Outward prosperity. Beloved, I pray that in all things you prosper. So the outward prosperity includes uh, relationships, family, career. Uh, it includes material prosperity and includes financial. That's the outward prosperity. The second one is physical prosperity. Beloved, I pray that you be in health. Okay, that's physical prosperity. God wants you prospering in your body. Okay, isisingit ko lang ito. Why is your body so important? Because it's your badge of authority to remain on the earth. Once it dies, you go to heaven. You have no more right to stay here. So God wants you prospering in your body. So that includes strength, physical strength. Healing, divine health, and long life. Okay, these are all part of your inheritance. Okay, bear that in mind. Everything we're studying today, God is giving it to us. Okay, it's our inheritance in Christ. And the third one is inward prosperity. Did you see that? I pray that you be in health just as your soul prospers no so the inward is your soul and your spirit and i want to say this is the most important kind of prosperity if you have this prosperity the inward prosperity everything else will follow everything else everything springs from the inside why god is inside your spirit is inside okay 
Who you are is inside. The fruit of the Spirit is inside. The gifts of the Spirit is inside. Everything is inside. So conscious and be, be more conscious of that. In fact, God said the kingdom of God is in you. No? So he wants, first of all, inward prosperity. And all the rest will follow. Okay? So it's the most important. Without a growing intimate relationship with God and his word, you will not reach your fullest potential in this life. You will not receive the kind of prosperity that will be such a blessing to the kingdom of God. Okay? So that's important. Concentrate on your relationship with God and on your relationship with the word of God because that will propel you to your destiny. So I want you to know for sure tonight it is God's will for you to prosper in all areas of your life. All areas, okay? All of it. Now, the problem with the, what the problem we have in the body of Christ is this. Traditionally, we are made to believe that prosperity is bad or that money is bad, okay? Money is not bad, as we learned last, you know, three weeks ago. Money is not bad, but it's the love of money which is the root of all evil, not money, okay? And we're learning that prosperity, okay, prosperity is in fact, Okay, a covenant we have in God that has been passed down from Abraham to each and every generation of Abraham's descendants. Up to this point, we are now the descendants of Abraham. We are now heirs of this covenant of blessing. We are heirs of this prosperity covenant. Can you imagine that? We've heard it. We've heard it for the longest time, no, for the longest time, that the church is the most powerful entity in this world. We're supposed to be the most powerful. Okay? We're the, we should be the group that is prospering in all areas. Okay? Why? Because it's our covenant with God. Okay? So, once again, no, God is ready. In fact, he is waiting. <laughs> He's waiting to prosper us in all areas. So what is now needed is that we fulfill our part of the covenant. So in the new covenant, God's part is grace. Remember that term? God's part is grace. Why? It's been paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. What's our part? Can anyone say? If God's part is grace, God's part is grace, what's the part of man? Faith. Again? Faith. Faith. Correct. Faith. Yep. Faith. Yes. Faith. Faith. Faith in God and his word. When you say faith, 
It's always in God and His Word. And we've learned, now we've learned from the last series, faith starts from the heart, released out of your mouth, and has corresponding action. Faith acts. In other words, faith believes in the heart, faith speaks, and faith acts. In other words, faith is a lifestyle. Some people, some Christians think it's just believing. And sometimes their believing is up in their head. But that's not faith. Faith is in the heart, okay? It's just the start of faith. Faith is actually a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle that affects the what you believe in your heart, what you say in your mouth, and what you do with your actions and behavior, okay? You will know someone in faith, not just by their words, but by their action. Now, that's why it's high time to believe that prosperity is God's will for our lives. Spread the good news, okay? you'll be amazed how many Christians don't know it. And the opposite of prosperity is poverty. Okay? And poverty is not a blessing. Okay? It's not a blessing. Prosperity is a blessing. Poverty is a curse in the Bible. It's not a blessing. So if this is true, Let's practice exercising our faith every day. When you wake up in the morning, okay, this is my suggestion. When you wake up in the morning, start expecting. Say to the Lord, Lord, I'm expecting this day. I am I'm expecting my greatest blessing today. I receive it. I, glor I bring you glory for it. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, just start and you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. Start decreeing that, start declaring that every day of your life. Because you will go where your confession goes. Remember what Jesus said? It will, you will have what you say. So start expecting. Faith expects. The God kind of faith is already deposited in your heart. Did you know that? God's faith is in your heart. The measure of God's faith. And the way to develop that is by speaking words of faith. This way to the, when you speak the words of God, when you speak words of faith, it gets developed. So say every day, Lord, I'm expecting. I believe your word, so I'm expecting you're part of the covenant. You will surely bless me today. Amen? Is that an amen? Amen. Okay. All right. So let's describe prosperity. What is true prosperity? So based on our, based on our covenant that we read in Genesis 12, True prosperity is the ability to use God's power to meet the needs of humanity in any area of life. 
Again, true prosperity is the ability to use God's power to meet the needs of humanity in any area of life for the sake of the kingdom of God. That's what Genesis 12, 1 to 3 say. Okay? Remember verse 2? I will bless you and you will be a blessing. Remember? So the end goal of prosperity is to be a blessing. That's the end goal. That's the purpose. God wants you to become a blessing to the kingdom of God and to other people. That's true prosperity. So, for example, no, if there is a person who has influence and power and lots and lots of money, okay, billions, okay, but he's just using it for himself, okay, and he's not blessing the kingdom of God or other people, guess what? He is still poor in God's sight. Okay, because that's worldly prosperity. That's not godly prosperity. That's not kingdom prosperity. Kingdom prosperity, okay, is like our king, Jesus, who when, when he went here, blessed everybody you know, whom he got in touch with. Remember him, your savior? Amen? And he wants you to be like him. He's going to bless you so abundantly. And you're going to do that together with him. He's going to bless you so that you can be like him. You're going to be an instrument of blessing to the kingdom of God and others. That is the end goal. That is true prosperity. Money is not the only measure. In fact, We'll balance everything, okay? Because we're going to be amazingly rich. For everybody who's going to believe this, believe me. You know, from this group, you're going, God's going to raise up millionaires and billionaires, okay? And I'm not kidding, all right? That's God's intention. But I want to balance everything, okay? Money is still the lowest form of power in the kingdom of God. It's the lowest form. In fact, gold is stepped on in heaven. Gold is just a street in heaven. Okay? It's stepped on. <laughs> Money is the lowest form. Guess what's the highest form of power? Prayer is the highest form of power because, okay, because when you use your authority in the name of Jesus, and you use your weapon of faith in prayer, you can powerfully change any situation that money cannot do. Do you understand? It's the highest form of power. As long as you pray the right kind of prayer, as long as you are... Uh, Developing your faith and you're using faith in prayer, you can change anything. You can change anything. People's mm -hmm. lives can change by your prayers. 
Did you know, um, I remember before I got born again, because uh, I was uh, very skeptical and very, uh, I cannot even describe myself, my old nature. I was very angry. I hate I hated God and I hated everybody. So nobody can preach the gospel to me. None. No. And every time somebody will try to approach me and share the gospel to me, no. uh, uh, I will ask so many questions, philosophical questions that no Christian can ever answer me. Can you imagine? So I was in UP by then. So but you know what my best friend did? She prayed for me two years daily for two years, every day, because she knows she cannot talk to me about Jesus. And I, I had such a hardened heart, Sobra. I hated God so much before. Now, now if I say it, my, my spirit cannot take it. But before, no, before I really, no, I, I won't say it anymore. Now I love him so much. No? So, but the, the well, point is, someone prayed me into the kingdom. A hardened person. That's why when I got born again, I knew nobody is too hard to get saved. <laughs> because I got saved by prayer. Just by prayer. You know, and she did not even mention anything to me. No verse, nothing. It was just prayer, plain, simple prayer. Hallelujah. You know, and I'll be forever grateful. That's why, you know, the first blessing that you can give anyone in this lifetime is prayer. It's the first blessing. And even if the person do not will never recognize it, will never know it, guess what? Heaven knows. Heaven knows. Can you imagine how many people will get saved, delivered, how many lives will be restored just because you prayed? Just because you prayed. So it's still the highest form. No? So I want to balance everything. Spiritual prosperity is is foremost no, in all the prosperity. You know, it's the most important. And all the rest will follow. So, but when it comes to finances, and so we'll go back to money, okay? When it comes to finances, God really wants to prosper you financially so you can be a blessing to the kingdom of God and to others and to the poor, okay? We need... Christians who are as merciful, as gracious as the Heavenly Father, who will bless the Philippines. Yeah. God is waiting on his children. He is not waiting on the government. Do you understand? Okay. And... He's expecting his children in the government to do their part, okay? Because he's waiting for his children, okay, to have the faith to receive their inheritance so we can be a powerful, influential force 
for the kingdom of God. Okay? Don't ever forget that. So, let's talk more about the kingdom, okay? Matthew 13, verses 10 and 11. Matthew 13. Are you still with me? Okay. Yeah. Matthew 13. Yes. Matthew 13, verses 10 to 11. This is exciting, Matthew 13. And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? Verse 11. He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. This uh this is Jesus Christ. He's talking to his disciples. Okay. And I want to remind us first. Okay, the moment you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. God did transfer you from the domain of darkness. To the kingdom of Jesus Christ. His son. So we are all part now of the kingdom of God. And because we, we are part of the kingdom of God. We have the right to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. That's what Jesus said. It has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. So there are mysteries okay, that we need to know. We need to know the mysteries of the kingdom so we will learn how to live in the kingdom and we will learn how to live in the prosperity that God wants us to have. Okay? So what are mysteries? According to the Greek word, mysterion, mysteries mean secret, hidden truth. Secret, hidden truth. Okay? Why is it hidden? Why is the secret truths of the kingdom of God hidden? It's hidden from the world and it's hidden from Satan. Even if they hear it, they won't understand it. Okay? Oh. Satan doesn't understand the mysteries of the kingdom. But God wants you as a citizen of the kingdom of God, as a child of God, he wants you to know the secret truths that will prosper your life. There are secret truths. And all mysteries are found in the Bible. So, in other words, though, you will be given inside information from heaven on prosperity. Okay? How to have godly prosperity in the kingdom of God so you can be a blessing. Okay? So this is God's promise to us. We will know the mysteries. So from now on, ask this in prayer. This is what you ask. Lord, show me the secrets to kingdom prosperity. Okay? And he will reveal it to you. Lord, show me the secrets to kingdom prosperity. And he wants us, actually, you know, we need these secret truths. Why? Because he wants us to exceed what the world achieved financially. 
believe it or not. He wants us uh, to exceed the most intelligent businessman in the world, what, what the most intelligent businessman in the world has accomplished. He wants us to excel. Why? Because if we prosper, if we prosper, the world will turn their head and they will ask us, how did you do that? Why are you getting so wealthy? And then when they ask us, we, are, we would be able to tell them our secret. And what's our secret? Our secret is our covenant relationship with God. That's our secret. Our secret is the gospel of Christ. That's our secret. Our secret are the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Okay? So this is exciting, no? This is exciting. It's you and God, no? This, this is, I want you to think of it as partnership, no? This is your partnership with God. As he prospers you, you're actively involved in it. He will divulge many secrets to you on your own prosperity, okay? Of course, no? Of course, the main guide is the Bible. But, you know, the nitty-gritty details of how you're going to do about it, the Holy Spirit will guide you, okay? So, the result, you know, the result of all of this, no? Of course, is people will turn to God, no? That's, that's what's amazing about this, eh? This prosperity. Money is used for the kingdom of God. What God doesn't like is that money has a hold on us, okay? That money will dictate our lives. No person, no demon, no thing, not even money, should dictate our lives. What? Only our king, only our master, only Jesus Christ should tell us how we should live in this life. So we should never be manipulated by others through money. That's why there's... Yeah. It's called corruption. That's, yeah. that's corruption. No? <clears throat> that's why there's ungodly wealth. No? So remember what we've learned in part one. Money comes from God and he gives it to his children. God wants to entrust you with millions and millions and millions, if not pesos, even dollars, whatever. He wants to entrust you with Kingdom prosperity, okay? Or kingdom finances. So that people, I will emphasize this, so that people will get to know our God and be saved in our lives. That's the priority. So it's time to believe, okay, first of all, it's time for you to believe that God wants to give you secrets, okay? Secret truths. It's time to believe that you can hear God every day. That's so important. This is vitally important. Okay? Jesus said in John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. Okay? And you're a sheep. Romans 8, 14 says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So by the word of God, and by the Spirit of God, you will hear God speaking to you every day. Okay? 
Your part, what's your part? You have to set aside quality time with God. That's, you know, that's basic, that's fundamental, that's foundational, that should be part of our lives every day, okay? Just set aside quality time with God in prayer, in the word, then you will hear his voice. You will hear his voice. So, God, again, no, is waiting to do financial miracles for us, but we need to believe and receive that we can hear from God and that he is faithful to give us the mysteries of prosperity. Okay? Now, I'll give you one secret which we have learned last time. Okay? The first secret to the kingdom of God. And we will end here, no? This first secret to the king to kingdom prosperity. It's it's found in Matthew 6:33. And whose favorite verse is that? Matthew 6:33. No wala na yata siya. Okay. Matthew 6:33. I will read it. Matthew 6:33. Okay. Okay, so this is the first mystery of the kingdom. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things should be added to you. So what's the first mystery? Seek first what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness. Righteousness. Yes. In other words, in other words, the first mystery is the passionate pursuit of God's kingdom and his righteousness. This is foundational, this is fundamental. This is the most for me this is the most important when it comes to prosperity, okay? The passionate pursuit of God's kingdom and his righteousness. So we do not Although God, although we have a covenant of prosperity, we do not go after money. That's not our job, okay? We don't seek after money. That's what the world does. That's their focus. Our part is, well, again, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what's God's part? God's part he will abundantly provide for you. He will abundantly prosper you in this life. That's his part. That's not your part. Okay? So that's your partnership with God. Now, the question is, what do you mean by seeking first the kingdom of God? Seeking first the kingdom of God. First, okay? It's a spiritual kingdom. So first... It means you seek God's kingdom purpose. God's kingdom purpose becomes your purpose in this earth. I'll say it again. God's kingdom purpose becomes your purpose on this earth. And what's the purpose of the kingdom of God? There's only one. To expand the kingdom of God all over the world. That's the purpose. Okay? Expansion. Now, so seeking first the kingdom means it's having a heart 
Okay, having a heart for the gospel to be preached, for lives to be changed, for people to be saved and delivered and healed. You know, that kind of heart. Okay? Because when you when you uh, when your heart is right, don't forget this, no? When your heart is right, you will handle your money right. Yeah. That's so important. My bustadi po. My bustadi po. Hintay lang na muna natin kasi naka-record lahat yun eh. Hindi, hindi. It's okay. It's okay. So, okay. I'll say it again, no? When your heart is right, you will handle your money right. That's the first secret truth. Okay. Seek first the kingdom of God. So practically, no, practically, it's finding ways how to be a blessing in the kingdom. That's it, no? That's primarily primarily what kingdom wealth is for. Okay. When God starts to pour out those millions and that billions. Your heart is saying, Lord, where can I bless? What, what part? What do you want me to do? How should I bless with your money? Yeah. So, you know, that kind. Now, secondly, the kingdom of God means fulfilling your role in the kingdom. Okay. One is God's purpose becoming, uh, the kingdom purpose becoming your purpose. And secondly, fulfilling your role in the kingdom. What do I mean? Be, as, uh, because you are part of the kingdom of God, you have a role or calling in the kingdom. Okay, You have a calling, you have a role, you have a mission. Each one of us are different. Now, practically, your job, I said, I said this before, your job is your career, is your calling in the kingdom. Okay? If you prayed about your job, your skills, your gifts, matches, your job, you'll be able to enjoy your work every day and God will use your gifts, he will use your talents, to bless other people so that they will get to know your God. That's how it's going to work practically, okay? So fulfilling your calling is not, it's not a far-fetched idea because your calling is your job. Your job is your calling. So by being active in your calling, okay, I want you to get this. By being active in your calling, you'll be able to advance the kingdom of God. Because in your calling, that is also where God will bless you financially. Never be limited. When you, talk, when you think of your job, uh, don't think of salary. Because God can bless you so abundantly 
that your income exceeds your salary. Yeah. Okay? Those are two right. different things. Okay. Like, for example, if there's a Christian who is just a street helper, for example, that's, that's her job in life. It doesn't mean that God will not be able to bless her financially beyond her salary. Tama. Okay? <laughs> because God has a thousand and one ways to bless us financially if our heart is right. All right? It has nothing to do with salaries. Some people are so focused with salaries, unfortunately, they're missing out on kingdom purpose. Okay? So, it's so important that you are in your right job, you're doing, you know, you're enjoying it you're using it to serve god hallelujah you know because you have to treat it as your calling it is something god has given you and in that calling you're going to excel people god will make you famous in your job people will turn their heads and say wow wow ang galing naman ni Aiki. i'm your fan sabi nga ni, ano, ni agnes you know and then, sasabihin kay Agnes, wow, Agnes, how did you become such a, you know, such a uh, ingenious farmer? And it will be, be well known, your farm will be well known in the Philippines. And when that happens, what will you say? Oh, because I have a secret. Do you know what my secret is? My covenant relationship with God. See, everything has, you know, you have to remember, it's an inheritance. You do not work for inheritance. We do not work for money. Money is given to us as we do our part in the kingdom. You understand? As we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, our money, our inheritance will be added. Sabi doon, added to us. It's not earned. Money is not earned. Like I said before, if the greatest thing in our life is salvation and eternal life, and we did not earn it, therefore, we do not also earn our prosperity. We do not earn our money. It's our inheritance. Okay? So, just be active. Just, you know, be excellent in your calling by the anointing of God, by the leading of God. And God will promote you. God will bless you. So, uh, I said this la last time, next to salvation, the most important thing is your calling. So, don't get entangled with the things of this world. Get yourself busy with what God has called you to do, okay? Get yourself busy with that. Your calling, your mission in life is the reason why you're still on this earth. Because once you're finished with your calling, that's the time you depart and go to heaven. That's the only time. God doesn't want you to go to heaven through sickness or through tra tragedy or accident. 
He wants you to go at the right time when you have finished your mission. Okay? So start start be start getting excited with what God has given you. Amen. We should never compare you know compare you know compare with one another. Iba iba, we have different gifts, different callings, different talents. No? I think the comparison uh, in the body of Christ should be you know the more the more you grow in Christ the less you compare. In fact, comparison will be gone altogether. Everything, no? You don't need to compare anymore. Why? You're too busy in the kingdom of God. Okay. So, if you passionately pursue the spread of the kingdom of God and to do your calling, definitely, it's a promise. You will prosper. He will prosper you. Now, if you do not have this kind of heart, okay, even if you increase financially, sad to say, eventually, it will be stolen from you by Satan. Not by God, by Satan. Why? Because he knows you're not in God's perfect will. He knows your heart is not for God. He can easily steal it from you. Okay? Sayang naman. So now if you see, that's why no, <clears throat> if you see any Christian prospering financially, don't easily judge. Don't easily judge. Why? Because you do not know what kind of sacrifices that person made just to go after God. Yeah. You don't know that. You don't know the life of faith and obedience the person walked in just to arrive at that point in, in life. You know, I'm saying that because one, one time I was seeing in a Facebook post, no? one Christian, a friend of mine, uh, criticizing someone who got rich. And because that person was a friend of mine, because, uh, and, and, and she was saying, you know, she was saying in front of the world, which is so bad. We should never do that to the family of God. Never. Never, no? In front of the world, she was saying, no, what you believe in is wrong. It's prosperity gospel. It's erroneous. It's bad. It's something like that and so forth. And, and the person was starting to judge the other Christian. No? And because she was, you know, she anyway, because she was my friend, you know, like what the Bible says, no? if you see your brother sin, you just approach them privately. So you just approach them privately. So I approached her privately. I said, don't do that. You know, that's not the will of God. You know, don't judge the person. I said, that's wrong. It's not in the Bible. And they So, but you know, I just, uh, because of that, that's okay. Unfortunately, I lost a friend. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that's, too, that's too bad, you know. When uh, you start to confront people with what's right, what's right and what's holy, what's good in God's sight, you know, some people can take it. But that's what's good for us, you know. So that's why, you know, I'm saying this, no? Ngayon pa lang, to our group, 
especially to our group, no? Someday, soon, very, very soon, some people will really get very, very rich. Don't just Yes, yes, yes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Alam po na sino susunod. Anyway. <laughs> Please do not judge, okay? Because true <laughs> godly prosperity is born out of faith and obedience. Okay? And that's mm -hmm. between that person and God. Okay? So, so if you're brave enough to correct someone, I don't know if you'll be brave enough. Like me, I lost my friend. But, uh, <laughs> but if you're brave enough, that's okay, you know. <clears throat> we should, you know, that's good, no? If, if uh, we should be brave enough to correct one another, you know, for our own good, okay? So we can all grow up together. You know, it's high time for the body of Christ to mature. Don't you think so? It's time to mature already, to grow up. Now, uh, the first mystery says, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. What do you mean by his righteousness? Anyone? Righteousness. Being obedient. Very good. <laughs> Sinion. <laughs> Ma, ako po. Oh, wow. Okay, it's Tita Beth. Thank you, Tita Beth. So, that's correct, no? Being obedient. Be because in the Amplified Version, in Matthew 6.33, his righteousness says there his righteousness is his, his way, way of doing things. Yes, his way of doing and being right. No? Amplified version. His way of doing and being right. In other words, righteousness means right way of living. Okay? Right way of living. So, it means uh, you're not only seeking God's purpose, God's will for your life, you're seeking God's ways. Iba yun, no? Will is different from way. Okay? So, seek first His ways, not only His will. So, have the habit of asking God this. Lord, what do you want me to think? That's how I will think. Lord, uh, what do you want me to say? That's how I will say it. Lord, what do you want me to do? That I will do. Okay? His ways. This is the righteousness of God. Doing what's right in the sight of God, even if it's not popular in the sight of men. Okay? And... If you know of a righteous person in the Bible, okay, if you're just interested of a righteous person who never compromised but always obeyed God and God prospered him in a pagan kingdom, that's no other, none other than Daniel. Daniel. Now, if you want to read an example of someone who was righteous, and someone who prospered, grave, who prospered, that's Daniel, okay? No compromise, no compromise, always obeying God, even 
at the point of death, no? Di ba, he's the one who was thrown. Siya nga ba yan? In the lines then, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Anyway, yeah, okay. Thanks, Hanika. So, <clears throat> so this is the first mystery, okay? Don't ever forget that. A passionate pursuit of the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It is the key to your abundant prosperity. This is foundational Vitally important. Never forget. Kung pwede, ipaskil nyo sa wall nyo, Matthew 6.33. Okay? It should be one of our lifetime verses. So I would like to end with this story tonight. Matthew 17. We'll end here. This is a good money example. <laughs> Matthew. Matthew 17. Okay, Matthew 17, our last story, uh, 24, I think, 24, Matthew 17, okay, 24 to 27, okay, so you just read with me, 24, when they had come to Capernaum, those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, does your teacher not pay the temple tax? 25. He said, yes. And when he had come into the house, Jesus anticipated him. Ibig sabihin, he knew what was happening. And Jesus said, what do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes? From their sons or from, their, or from strangers? Peter said to him, from strangers. Jesus said to them, then the sons are free. So he's talking about taxes. And of course, at that time, they were under the Roman Empire. So they were strangers. So they were taxed, okay? Jews were taxed at, in those days. So look at what Jesus said. Nevertheless, verse 27, lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, Take the fish that comes up first. And when you have opened its mouth, grab it all, you will find a piece of money. Okay, I think that's silver. Take that, give it to them for me <laughs> and for you. This is indeed a mystery, okay? They needed to pay their taxes, okay? But Jesus said to Peter, go and fish, Peter. Isn't that a weird instruction? Okay. Go and fish, Peter, because you will find you'll find our money there. And he's talking to a fisherman. Of course, to the fisherman, you know, buti na lang, kilala niyo si Jesus. If that is an ordinary fisherman, that fisherman would think Jesus was crazy. Nobody gets money out of a fish's mouth. Am I correct? So it was a weird instruction. But I want you to get this. This is Jesus' word to Peter. It's Jesus' word. Okay. This is an example of how to seek uh, first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Okay. This is God's way 
in that particular situation. His way is not to go to the treasure box and get money. God's way, Jesus' way, was to go fishing and get money. Okay? No? So, that's so important, no? Okay? Because the word of God is truth. Remember what John 17, 17 says? Thy word is truth. So what day is today? Can you tell me what day is today? Tuesday. Right? Yeah, April 5. Okay. If Jesus comes today, okay, and joins our Bible study, and says to us, girls, ladies, it's Friday, November 7. What do you think? Is he lying? No. No. Because once he said it, it became Friday, November 7. Yeah. Do you understand? That's how powerful Jesus' words are. The words of God are incorruptible. It never changes. You can rely on it. Everything else changed. Everything else. Okay? But the word of God can change everything. What is permanent can change what is what's temporal. That temporal. temporal. Yep. Everything in this universe was created by the word of God. Up to mm -hmm. now, everything is sustained by the word of God. So whatever God says is the truth. Mm -hmm. Never ever forget that. So whatever your situation is, and God says to you, Aiki, this is what you do. That's the truth. And you can take it to the bank. You can rely on it. You can depend on it. And if you obey it, a miracle will happen. Like what happened here. Like what happened here. Yes. Okay. Amen. You got to understand. They had this miracle because Peter... Ooh. Peter had the heart to follow Jesus. That's all he's waiting for. You understand? Yeah. He's yeah. just waiting for children to believe him and to follow whatever he says. Amen. It's so easy Amen. for him to prosper us. So easy. So he's waiting. We're not actually, we think we're waiting on him. We're not waiting on him. He's waiting on us. He's waiting for our hearts to get right. All right? So, it's very vitally important uh, if we want financial breakthroughs and financial success, we have to ask, Lord, what's your will for this? What's the right thing to do in this situation? And whatever it is, Lord, you can trust me. I will do it. It's just a matter of choice. That's how simple it is. Once you say yes to God, God will give you the grace to obey. Just say yes. Just say, I will, Lord. You will not even do it out of your own power. God will even give you the power. Amen. Amen.
Oh, see, here, Philippians 2.13. For it is God who works in you both to will, to will or to desire yeah. and to do for his good pleasure. Can you imagine? He's the one who works in our hearts. So, kunyari, he tells you something to do. And mabigat ang loob mo. And you don't feel like doing it. And you say, Lord, ang hirap yata, but yeah, Lord, I'll do it. You know what's going to happen? He's going to change your heart. The burden will be removed. There will be power. There will be grace. And there will be lightness. And you will be able to do what you thought you cannot do. All he needs is for you to say, yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yun lang. Simple, di ba? You know, the truths of God are simple, but they're not easy. But they're simple. Simple. But if you do it, my, <laughs> grace upon grace, power upon power will happen to you. Di ba? That's our covenant. He made the covenant to give us power to succeed, prosper, and excel. Okay? So if you have that kind of heart, God will be able to do greater works in your finances this year. Okay? Greater works. Whatever he says, just do it. In fact, no? This is how you get out of debt. This is how you get out of sickness. This is how you get out of problems, out of anything, out of trouble. Just do what he says. Plain and simple. Okay? And I will leave you at that. And if you give, you know, tonight, no, tonight after this, just give all of yourselves to God. No? Just, you know, just give everything, your time, your energy, everything you have, you know, then prioritize. No? Don't forget that word prioritize the kingdom of God and his righteousness and God will lead you into a very prosperous life that you've not even imagined before. This year will be the greatest year that you will ever have in life as long as your heart is right. Okay? So I want to end there.